Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that talks not to the employer, not to the manager, but to you, the worker on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witted. This week, we have part two of a recent speaking engagement done by Rick Witted. If you did not listen to part one, I highly recommend that you stop this show, go back and listen to that one before this one. I guarantee that it will help you. Enjoy the show. 29% of people are engaged. They are personally and emotionally connected to the objectives and the goals of your business. 54% are not engaged. What does that mean? Pay me. Five o'clock, if you're by the door, you might get hurt. (laughs) I'm here to collect a check. I'm not personally connected. I have nothing against it. I'm satisfied, actually. Just pay me and get out of the way at closing time. This one will scare you. 18% of workers are actively disengaged. They don't want to be there. They know they have to be there. They're a little upset that they have to be there and they can't see anything that's great about being here. It's the person that's sitting at the board table when you're having the meeting and everybody silently is going, please don't let Charlie speak, please don't let Charlie speak, please don't let Charlie speak, and Charlie speaks. And everything becomes a buzzkill. Let me give you the picture of that. Think of an American workplace. Think of your place. Look in your parking lot. And here's what I'm saying to you. Seven out of the 10 cars in that parking lot that work for you don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. These are real stats. Why? Because work's emotional, but we don't realize it. And the number one reason that I see careers falter often is because we do not understand the emotional drivers behind the decisions we make in our career. Now, I got to add this. Managers and business leaders also don't. They don't see it. So I wrote a test that's coming out along with this book. It'll be an online assessment. It's in programming phase right now. But it'll help you identify emotional behaviors that you cannot see. You will not catch them in an interview because you're looking for technical skills and the right personality. But when I tell you about the two and a half million people that quit, they're also top performers. So it's more than skill. It's more than personality and pizzazz. You've got to understand what is driving them emotionally. After all, that's what matters, right? That's what's going to determine how long I'm going to be here and what state of mind I'm going to be here. Because if I don't get that, then I'm going to either check out physically or mentally. But I'm going to check out. So you've got to understand why you want a promotion. And I think now you do. I'm trying to answer the question, is my life moving forward? It's okay to have that question. We were all made that way. We were made, listen, the moment you hear the doctor say, Mr. Witted, the baby isn't growing anymore. That's a problem. Because growth is the clearest evidence that there's life. Because we spend so much time on that, in that place called work, we just tend to use it unconsciously to measure whether that life is still growing. So that's the first question. So I gave you a little bit about that. Again, this is just the first third of the book because I need you to read it. Here's the second question. What is a promotion? 
When I asked that question, and as I've been working on this book for a while, I polled and I polled and I polled. And I said, what is a promotion? I got two answers. Anybody want to take a guess? First answer, what is a promotion? More responsibility. All right. I hit them both right there. Bigger job, more money. And if, I'm, if it's like an awesome rate, it's both. A bigger job with more money. But when I studied, I looked at the top categories of why people voluntarily quit. I didn't get those definitions. They're, they're in there, but there are more. So let's look at those top reasons people voluntarily quit. And these are categories. Job security, flexibility and scheduling, poor management, lack of fit to the job, lack of pay, and career progression. Those are the top reasons people say they quit. If you have lost an employee, those are the top reasons. One of those or a multiple number of those are the reasons they left. So there's some definitions in there that are different from just position and pay. There's two other definitions that I found that emerge from that. One's personal security and the other's personal satisfaction. You're trying to keep a top manager or top performer with pay when personal security or personal satisfaction is their goal. That's why you were shocked they left. You didn't know what their definition was for promotion. Let's look at these a little bit. So position, this is a common one, number one answer of all. And it's really two things, increase or expansion. My position level increased. My title was bigger. Eventually my office got bigger. My say-so got bigger. Or expansion. I took on more scope. My responsibility increased, right? My authority increased, right? Uh, I got to oversee projects or people. You got to know what the definition, your, your, your employee's definition is for promotion. So that's, that is position. Then there's pay. This one's simple. The mantra goes like this. Keep your stinking business card and title. Pay me. <laughs> and you have people like that. Put these people in commission sales jobs. Trust me. That's what's important to them. Then you got two others. Personal security. This happens to be my personal definition. And this is about value. Am I valued? For this person, it is all about the relationship they have with their boss. Can I trust them? If things go bad, am I going to be the last one standing in here? The motto of this person is deeper skills deepens opportunity. Are they going to grow me? Can my manager grow me? Are they expanding? Am I learning more? Are my skill sets increasing? This person doesn't have that. They don't feel like they're progressing. You can pay them more money, but if they don't have this, they're nervous. They don't think their career is moving. Then there's a fourth definition, personal satisfaction. And it has two components to it. So I guess there's really six, right? But this one has two components to it, meaning and balance. 71% of your millennials fall into this. They say this is significantly important to their career. By the way, 2015 is the first year millennials outnumber boomers in the workplace. There's more 20-year-olds in the workplace today than millennials. By 2020, there'll be 45-plus percent of the workforce. And 10,000 boomers are retiring every day. 
You've got to understand these folks. You've got to understand these people. And hopefully this book's going to help them understand what's making them tick on the inside as well. So when you look at this definition, meaning, is there meaning to what I do? Is there value to what I do? I just talked to a lady yesterday who I work with, and she said, you know, my, my son is, he wants to go to Hawaii and chop trees or something, and he got a full scholarship. <laughs> and that sounds crazy to us. But to a person who thinks like this, meaning is the most important. I just heard a story uh, in this room today where, you know, uh, you know my kids, he's a great job. But it has no meaning to him. It just doesn't. It's, I don't feel promoted. And this is a real definition for promotion or balance. Does the work provide for what's most important for me outside of work, my life? <coughs> and these are two definitions that fit into personal satisfaction. So now think about this. Think about how detrimental it is. When we in the business community, we in the workspace, who runs the workspace, we set the place up where the goal is promotion instead of growth. We do that. The leaders do that. When I reward you, what do I reward you with? A promotion. I give you more. And so someone who's defining their, 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 their answer to, Emma, is my life moving based on, it, it, do I have personal satisfaction in what I do? Or do I have personal security? They're, you're going to be off. And when you look at the split, you look at these top reasons, you can begin to see them fall right into those four categories. Let me show them to you. Position. Career progression. Am, am I moving up the ladder? 32% of the folks in the workplace. And this is a Gallup survey. Pay. 22%. That's very clear. They said lack of pay. That one's easy. Pay. 28% personal satisfaction. There's your millennials. I think we're going to see that number right there increase in the next five to 10 years. Lack of fit, flexibility, scheduling, those are your personal satisfaction, folks. And you have them in your workplace, in every corner of America. Then you've got personal security. These are the folks that say, well, it's poor management or job security. Remember those definitions? You see the four Ps? One of the biggest reasons we make mistakes is because we go after hard and blindly career success. And we don't realize what we're trying to do is feed that thing that says, I press toward the mark. We're trying to feed it. And it is all in the unconscious realm because we don't realize what we're doing. Because we spend so much of our time, our living, our breathing at work. I made that mistake, and I'm going to end with my story. So here I am, a mid-20s, very successful, moving up in the banking world, part of the nationally the top team in the country, just making more money than any 20-year-old should ever make. It just ought to be outlawed. I had a successful career. And then I got the call. I had been doing college recruiting for the firm because I was hired from a college recruiting program. And I was probably 
one of five left in about two years out of 40. That's why we don't have too many of those programs anymore. And so I always went back because I loved it. I mean, I, I let me just tell you, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. I made the Kool-Aid purple, <laughs> blue, red, lime. I made it because I was an example. I was a commercial for them. So I would go to Florida State or I would go to um, you know, eight colleges across the country. They'd fly me or if it was close enough, I'd drive and I'd just pitch my company because I believed in it. Well, I got a call five years into working for this uh, company. They said, we want you to run our college recruiting program. So we're going we're gonna to pay you twice as much as you make now in your, your, your base salary. We're going to move you. Matter of fact, we're going we're gonna to pay for your move. We're going to sell your house. We want you and your wife to fly up Friday, do some interviews with us, and then look for houses over the weekend. Remember, my wife and I, we were doing the money jiggle. We were <laughs> pumped. This was like, are you kidding me? This is awesome. We were, I, we were totally pumped. And I remember Thursday evening, I hadn't got a call from this guy yet. And now, by the way, I would be reporting to the number two person for HR for a top 100, Fortune 100 company. And I would have a dotted line connection to the CEO making presentations. It's amazing. Thursday night, I hadn't gotten a call. We were packing because we were flying out the next morning. And uh, I was leaving my church. I remember this. I had a church meeting and we were I was leaving a meeting and I got the call. The voice didn't sound like it used to sound. And I talked to this person a few times before. It's very upbeat. This time it was kind of matter of fact, kind of straight to the point. I said, Rick, um, sorry I hadn't had a chance to call you all day, but we, um, we, we've been in meetings all day and we made a decision that we're, we're, there's a hiring freeze. And this job we want to hire you for is affected. I was a wreck. I mean, I had to pull over so that I didn't wreck because I was totally a wreck. And I remember one thought. I got to get out of here. My career is not moving. That was the thought. Two and a half million times every month that thought's happening. Long story short, I left the company. It was months later I left. Started my own business. A year later, 9-11 happened and I was bankrupt. I had two little kids Young marriage, she was pregnant, no life, no health insurance. It's the worst time of my life. It was the greatest time of my life. I learned humility and I learned where I am. It's about as quick as that snap. It's an important lesson for me. But I look back now and I go, why did I make that career mistake? Now I know in the end, all things work together for good. So I'm not worried about that. But why did I make that mistake? Can I help others not make that mistake? I didn't know what my definition for promotion was. I thought it was a bigger job. I thought it was more money. But you know what it really was? Value of connecting people to careers. Over 15, almost 20 years ago, what I'm doing and saying now, I was getting paid to do. And I enjoyed it. But I made an emotional decision and I understood none of the triggers going on inside of me. So I could tell you about the nine steps to outgrow your space, but they don't matter if you don't know what's at play on the inside of me. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. No more, more. <laughs>
You've been listening to the second and final part of a speaking engagement recently done by Rick Witted. As always, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash rawitted, tweet us at the handle rawitted, or email us at rick at rawitted.com. Once again, be on the lookout for the launch of the online career assessment in late November and early December. Thank you for listening in and have a blessed week.